to Adaptivist Live, the Atlassian Ecosystem Podcast. This week, GDPR strikes again, and some really cool news from Adaptivist. I'm Ryan Spilkin, and I'm joined today by Matthew Stubblefield. Brenda Burrell is off today. Hi, Matthew. Good to see you, Ryan. First things first, Matthew. GDPR is just over a year old. Happy birthday, you silly European (laughs) law, you. And it continues to affect us in the Atlassian ecosystem. So... Uh, and now it's really coming home to roost because Atlassian's made some big changes. Yeah, one of the things that Atlassian talked about at Summit uh, just uh, almost a month ago now is they're actually going to be going above and beyond GDPR. Uh, so I guess, Ryan, eventually we have to stop blaming the European Union for this uh, or you know, the, 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 the lawmakers. It's, it's not all on them. Uh, Atlassian's really investing in security. So in cloud... Uh, they are, have removed the ability to search for inactive users. This is uh, for like when assigning an issue or like searching for an end user, but it's also through the API. Uh, so if you've got anything that is trying to uh, bulk change uh, inactive users, for instance, to reactivate a group of users, <laughs> won't be able to do it uh, through the API anymore. And this is on cloud, so maybe not that big a deal to you. But it's important to note that these changes are coming to server and data server. I don't know about this one specifically, but I assume it will eventually. And uh, we'll be linking to a blog on developer.lasting.com about GDPR changes in Jira server. And we should expect not only um, all the same GDPR stuff that we're seeing in cloud to be on server, but it's important to note that Atlassian is going above and beyond GDPR. So if you are familiar with uh, the requirements of GDPR, be aware Atlassian security is going to be even tighter, even... I, I don't know. It's a higher bar. And so it's it's going to make some things a bit more challenging as a result. Sometimes the inconvenience is worth it. And hopefully these measures give users a more secure experience. I don't really see a negative there. I mean, there's always that balance between usability and security. And that's the challenge. So, I mean, even just looking at this uh, searching for an active users thing, if you've got 100 inactive users and you wanted to uh, bulk reactivate them through the API that'll be gone. Um, so it's, it's that usability security thing that, that does become a challenge. Um, worth noting, uh, apps like ScriptRunner uh, work through Groovy within the app instead of through the API in some cases. Um, but this specific thing about you know, um, managing user accounts, it, it does make things tricky. There's a lot of stuff going on with reporting of users that these uh, security changes are making it where we can't call usernames. Uh, and when I say we, I mean any app developer. It's impacting all app developers. And so a lot of challenges there. And that introduces barriers for the end users. Their apps are going to do less than they used to. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. I have nothing to add to that because you're right. I mean, you said it all there. It's all about doom and gloom. You know, there's there's a lot of positives. As you said, security is always typically a good thing. And we've also got some nice bug fixes coming in Confluence 6.15.3. Do these add to security? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. These bugs, no, but they, they do get to performance. The first one that you had pointed out was the page creation bug. Um, how when... It's when those buttons are loaded. Like it's a, it's a thing I hadn't even thought about as an issue before. But when you're, when you're looking at the create from a blueprint or create a page or quick create or something um, at scale 
in uh, previous versions, like this could sometimes cause a lot of database calls and potentially crash the system. So this bug was reported, Atlassian has fixed it, and in 6.15.3, that has uh, pushed to server and data center. And uh, this is an interesting one. So we, of course, are, we're going to include links to this in our SoundCloud description, but we always talk about on this podcast how it's not actually easy to go from cloud back to server, but mm. in Confluence 6.15.3, we actually have an improvement to the experience of taking your content out of cloud. Huh. Yeah, in our, our last podcast, we talked about this feature at Summit that was unveiled to automate the migration from server to cloud of Confluence. Um, there was a bug that was identified where if you were trying to import spaces into server from cloud, uh, it would it would break in some cases. Uh, and that's been fixed. So again, if you're, if you're on the latest version of server, if you're looking at migrating, um, getting to 6.15.3 might, might make that a bit smoother for you. That's nice. And lastly, the wildcard search has been repaired. And this is specifically if you're using Confluence as the knowledge base for Jira Service Desk. A recent fix uh, broke wildcard search, as fixes sometimes do. And uh, now that fix has been fixed. The fix is in. The fix has been fixed, and those who fixed it without a fix have been terminated. But we can't find them because of GDPR issues. Well, they made made an active, so we'll never know who they were. We have no idea. The fix is in. <laughs> you will find that update link, of course, on our SoundCloud description. And now, Matthew, here's your chance to listen to an interview I got to do with two members of our Project Configurator team introducing Project Configurator for Jira 3.0. Joining us now to discuss some cool news from Adaptivist are Yana Nakoskinen and Dan Ivory on the Project Configurator team. And they're here because Project Configurator has a big new release that we want to let our listeners know about. Yana, Dan, thanks for joining us today. No worries. Thanks for having us. Nice to be here. A pleasure to see you both. Um, so the first things first, Project Configurator. For our listeners who don't know about this tool yet, can you tell us a little bit about what Project Configurator does? Yeah, sure. Um, so in a sentence, Project Configurator allows you to responsibly promote configuration changes and migrate projects between your Jira instances. Um, but of course, to kind of put some more context around that, there are two main use cases that we talk about. Uh, the first one being the promoting configuration changes. So this is if you want to make a change in your Jira environment. It's not advisable to make it directly into production because things can go wrong and then you can have a lot of unhappy users. So it's best to test it first in a staging environment or testing, and then you want to replicate that across in the main live production environment. Uh, of course, that's pretty manual if you have to do it twice. So PC Project Configurator allows you to do that uh, more automatically and just easily move those changes across. And the, uh, the second one is uh, moving projects. So this is really common when you have teams uh, like merging into one or perhaps dividing up into multiple teams. You want to move projects between different Jira instances. Uh, again, doing this manually is very painful. Uh, so PC allows you to easily export these projects with their data um, and the configurations and then import them straight into a second Jira instance. And that is PC in a nutshell. All right. Yana, when Dan says responsibly promote configuration, what does he mean by responsible? 
uh, <laughs> I think we use the, the word responsible a lot nowadays. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess it's more around that you're actually kind of doing the best practice of the migration and it gives you like reliability around the changes that you're about to make. And uh, PC, Virgin Configurator, helps to, to make these responsibly. So uh, helping you to reduce errors and, uh, and yeah, make sure that you are doing the right thing. Nice. So the reason that you're here today is because Project Configurator version 3.0 launched last week. So tell me about what's improved in Project Configurator 3. Uh, yeah, so from the previous version to this newer version, uh, we have two types of improvements. So we basically wrote the whole backend completely uh, again, uh, We and also we have some uh, front-end uh, improvements. So basically the backend improvements are just driving the functionality. We have new kind of um, way of customizing the import, so you can actually select and deselect uh, the operations of, of your import. And also, if you face any errors during the import, the load won't stop. So it allows you to actually continue until the end, and it just uh, kind of like ignores the, the some errors that you might have. So this is basically uh, improvements from the, from the back-end side. Uh, and in terms of the front-end, we have a completely new UI, in mostly in the import. So we have some little tweaks around the whole product, but it, the main improvements focus on the on the import. So we actually added a lot of colors that help you to kind of like guide through the whole process of to see what kind of things you're about to bring into your target instance. Um, you can see all the categories of the projects that you're migrating. And also, if you want to make any changes, you can select and deselect the operations and recalculate uh, in order to see um, how those changes affects uh, the whole whole migration. So maybe there's some errors coming up or something. So you can always recalculate and see the effect of your changes. One quick question. So you say that the process will continue even if an error is found. Will the users get a complete error report so they can go back in and fix whatever they need to? Um, so if, if you face an error on the import, um, on the import phase, uh, you can always complete the migration uh, despite those errors. Or if you really want to fix it, you can see what the error is. Project Configurator will tell you. And then uh, you can go back to to your where you brought the the file in. I don't know. How can I explain this no, so I, hard? I, I think we get it. So So it tells you what the error is. And it says, do you want to continue or not? And then if you want yes. to fix the error, that's really, really great. A tremendous that's a powerful functionality that's been added. These are these backend and frontend improvements sound wonderful, but I got to ask now, what's next? Uh, so, I guess this release is a really significant one for the product, um, but it's also not only all the features that you're seeing today and and now, but it's laid a lot of groundwork for kind of future features that are coming through. Um, so what is coming next for Project Configurator? Um, we are still doing a couple of tweaks to the new, new UI and the new improvements for the three-point versions onwards, but we are about to start building uh, third-party integrations, uh, which means integrating with ScriptRunner. Uh, you could actually migrate ScriptRunner features 
from your Jira between your Jira instances That's and right. also other other vendors or any other plugins that you might have in your Jira instance. Very cool. Very cool. Well, Project Configurator 3.0 live right now. Is there any sort of um, little? Are we are we throwing our listeners any sort of bonus for downloading the new version these days? Because I know that Project Configurator is a really affordable tool. It's it's. I actually looked at the pricing just the other day and thought this is underpriced. And not only is it underpriced, I think I think you you're gonna you're gonna hook our listeners up with a sweet deal, right? That is true. Uh, yeah. So uh, Project Configurator is uh, yeah very competitively priced, um, and yeah we have a special promo running right now. Uh, so this is a promo code to uh, to give. The podcast listeners, fifty uh, percent off the the price as well. So uh, I think you will be able to find that in the show notes. Yeah, we're gonna put them. We're gonna include that link in the notes to the show on the SoundCloud. And if you can't find them on SoundCloud, you can always email us at learn at adaptivist dot com. Fifty percent off an already a extremely affordable and powerful tool. Wow, wow. Yeah, and just uh, want to note that that'll be available until the end of August, uh, so it's not around forever. So if you want to use it, uh, go ahead. Soon. Awesome. All right, Jana Nakaskinen, Dan Ivory from the Project Configurator team. Thank you both so much for joining us. We'll see you soon. Thank you so much, Ryan. Thanks, Ryan. Very cool, and it's particularly exciting uh, for me because PC is something that I'm I'm relatively new to. Uh, but for those of you who are new to the podcast, or maybe I've just never talked about it before, I don't know, but, um, relatively recently as, as like in tech terminology, relatively recently, I've taken over product documentation at Adaptivist and the tech writer for project figure only started about a month ago. Uh, so if you are a PC user and, uh, or you're just trying it out, want to give us some feedback on documentation, would like maybe to talk to us a little bit about it. We would love to hear from you. Please email us about Project Configurator at learn at adaptivist.com. I dare you to email us at learn at adaptivist.com. You should really mention Brenda's cat in your email as well. Just say like, Delilah suggested that I email you about Project Configurator. I double dog dare you to email us and mention Delilah. Triple cat. Are you going to do it or are you chicken? <laughs> All right. So something we have found, we are always looking for the newest updates um, for you. And we Atlassian has a, a habit of putting them in all sorts of crazy places. So here we are scouring the internet just to read the release notes for you. And Matthew found a great set of, of resources recently that uh, we want to share. And one of them is from the Bitbucket blog where um, Bitbucket Cloud and Jira Software now have an extension for Visual Studio Code. And you know, the first thing that I said about this when I read this article was that, wow, Microsoft did something good. I mean, Microsoft has done a lot of good things over the years. Dude, uh, what, what, Visual Studio has been around a long time. What but. they've done to Skype, though. <laughs> That's fair. Fair. True. True that. Um, so, yeah, VS Code is not something I'd heard about before just a few months ago. Um, we use IntelliJ IDE uh, at Adaptress. A lot of us use that. Visual Studio is just sort of, I don't know, burst out of the scene, it seems. It's probably been around for a long time, but VS Code specifically. Like, obviously, Visual Studio has been around for, God, who knows, decades? Yeah, it's um, old. But uh, VS Code as an IDE is new to me. 
And Bitbucket Cloud, Jira Software Cloud now have extensions to it to pull, uh, to bring in your pull requests, your CICD issues. Everything's in the IDE right alongside the code, which I think is super cool. Uh, makes development a lot easier. Uh, so, as you know, we love our gifts. Big fan of those gifts. Love them. Uh, and there's a there's a nice one where you can uh, see NVS creating a pull request in Bitbucket straight through your IDE. It is sweet. Oh, so it's, it's check that smooth. out in the SoundCloud description. Yeah, we'll absolutely have that link for you. So, Matthew, we had such a good time talking about your brutal time at Summit. We had such a good time <laughs> that we we missed a bit of news. Yeah, it's funny. This this news actually came out, I think, the day we recorded the podcast, like an hour, as it so often happens. I don't know what it is about Wednesdays when we record, but like an hour after we record this news. And in this case, uh, it's Atlassian's acquisition of good software. And what's funny about this one is we thought it was going to happen. We were pretty sure it was going to happen. Um, because I, I think it was actually at summit when this, this happened. Uh, cause I remember I was at our enterprise party and some guys from good software were there. We are friends yeah, with good yeah. software people. We've we're, we're friends both with good software people as well as the people at good software. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we were congratulated. We told them like, so it was funny the previous day we saw their stuff disappear off the marketplace and we went, hmm, mm, interesting. I wonder, I wonder if they've been acquired. And as it so happens, yes. So, um, and then we forgot about it. So sorry, guys, good software. Um, this uh, impacts reporting uh, in Confluence, some really, really nice reports, really nice visuals for those. Um, one of the things that often gets requested for Confluence is read reports. So like how much are pages being viewed and that's always been a challenge because that's really intensive to gather that information. Writes, like there's a lot fewer writes than there are reads, you know? Yep. Now we've got it. It'll be in Confluence uh, and it's quite nice. So we'll link to that. You can see an image of it. Um, it's not a gift. Congrats, you know, to everybody. It, it, there is a gift though. If you scroll down. Oh, yeah. Um, it is unrelated to the reporting. Yeah. Um, but still. It's still a We're gift, a sucker for gifts, but it's certainly not. Port. Yeah, it's it's not the good software thing, but it is. It's a pretty slick gift. So yeah, the, the read reports are something people have been waiting a long time for in Confluence. This is gonna be nice. So that's the past, though. What's ahead? Why don't we look ahead at what's on the Atlassian blog about what's new and what's to come for server and data center? We're still seeing that separation. You know, they're still kind of diverging in paths. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and cloud as well. Three very distinct paths. Um, so this, uh, I guess, a blog post. So this blog post is sort of a wrap up of everything that was at Summit. Um, and as as blog posts do, it's it's you know kind of a marketing speak. It's talking about um, digital transformation, uh, what you can do with Opsgenie and Status Page, maximizing efficiency um, through Code Insights and Bitbucket Server and Data Center, increasing your CI/CD capacity. Uh, improving the the identity access management scan administration, but here's here's sort of my summary. Here's like the the sort of the popcorn approach. What it's really highlighting is scale and Atlassian's focus on the large enterprise. And you could you could kind of see this theme. That's why they are focusing so much on security. That's why they're focusing so much on performance. That's why a lot of the announcements, both about cloud and and data center, were about uh, hosting in different geographic locations and making that perform better, you know, to reduce latency, to increase disaster recovery capabilities. Uh, they're really, really focusing on 
serving that large enterprise, providing that, that enterprise class solution and serving those companies that are using an approach to work like scaled agile framework, where they're working really massive teams. Uh, and, 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 you know, the Jira, uh, I was almost at the Jira Align acquisition, but the Agile Craft acquisition, which has been uh, <laughs> rebranded as Jira Align. And from what we hear, uh, that sort of rebrand, that integration should, I think, be done by the end of May. So, like, we still don't see Jira Align on the blogs or anything like that, but it's, it's, it's coming. I think, coming along relatively quickly. Um, yeah, that's, I think that's where they're going. They're really focused on that, that massive scale, high performance, high reliability. Uh, and that's, Good news for everyone. And that's something that Adaptivist also is ultra-focused on because with so many enterprises looking for a way to scale flexibly, um, they just they turn to SAFE. And Adaptivist is a, a massive resource for your SAFE journey. We actually mentioned this briefly on the podcast last time, but it's worth echoing again that Adaptivist has published a white paper with our vision of the safe experience for the enterprise. So we're going to link to that here, download it, check it out. And we would love to, to hear your thoughts about it. Feel free to email us at learn at adaptivist.com. And um, if you happen to have been at either the Boston or New York city augs uh, the first week of May, then you would have heard William Rojas and our head of North American consultancy, Nelson Jordan, I almost I almost said Nelson Mandela. I legit almost Nelson Mandela. Said I mean, that would be the best head of consultancy ever. If you've ever met Nelson Jordan, and it's no, there's no, there is no similarity there. No, sorry, Nelson, you're not there. So no, so you've heard if you were at those wishful thinking there, Ryan, right, right. <laughs> the peacemaker. Uh, if you were were at those augs, you heard William and Nelson speak about it. But if you want to have Adaptivist come and speak at your AUG, or if you are if you are starting an AUG, if you're an AUG leader, if you just regularly attend an AUG and you feel like we're not showing you the love, email us at learn at adaptivist.com. Happy to talk about Scaled Agile Framework, uh, anything related to Atlassian, and uh, you know, help out in AUGs. We do those both in person, you know, where we have somebody come and travel to the AUG or remote. Uh, for me, it's the St. Louis AUG. And shout out to Tom Crespi, wonderful AUG leader. I love going to the St. Louis AUG. It's about a three hour drive, but uh, I'll likely be up there in uh, June to uh, talk about uh, some favorite takeaways from Summit. And yeah, like Ryan said, if you'd like to have Adaptivist speak at your AUG, particularly about Scud Agile Framework, uh, we're happy to make that happen. Just uh, reach out to us on the, uh, on the webs. You can also follow us on various social media platforms at Adaptivist. Also, all of the links for the articles that we've discussed today can be found in our SoundCloud description. And thanks again for listening. Feel free to like and share. So for Matthew Stubblefield, I'm Ryan Spilkin, and we'll see you next time on Adaptivist Live. Thank you.